June. Yeah, the silver one. Yeah, They're all yeah. silver tall, big lady. Yeah, yes. Yeah. She came like marching towards us from point. I like I literally language warning, shut myself. I, yeah. like, I went and hid behind something. I, I, honestly, and I know that is so illogical because it's an actor and right. I'm in a theme park and I know this, but there, it was just, she was tall and menacing and just totally in character. Yeah. Howdy who folks and welcome to the In Search of Adventure show. I'm your host Peter D and I'm coming to you from the Adventure Club Room where we reignite your curiosity for an extraordinary life, making sure you have all the skills in place to take back control of your own story. This episode, our action hero guest, Lizelle Porfirio and I traveled to a galaxy far, far away visiting the new Star Wars world, Galaxy's Edge, at Disneyland. And also managed to tap into our inner child by fangirling all over an iconic iconic Star Wars character while we were there. I cannot wait to revisit this incredible adventure with you. Alrighty, well, welcome to the show, Lizelle. I'm so excited to have you join me today. Thank you so much for having me. Not at all. You've been had, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Now, first question, is it true you've hugged a Wookiee? Oh, yes. (laughs) Definitely goes down as uh, one of the most uh, fun things that's happened to me. Yes. Is it wrong that I have a bit of a crush? No, he was cool. Right, tall and... Bit growly, like I think actually it's a whole lot of Now that went bad fast. Sorry, folks. (laughs) We should explain. So exactly, we're here to talk about you know visiting Star Wars in Disneyland and. Lizelle and I, I reckon we were only about, what, 45 minutes in, I think. Oh, yeah. It was early, Early. wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And we happened across quite accidentally what they call a character character meeting or a character experience I yeah, think. yeah yeah and so you get to meet these characters and, and there just happened to be a sign that said Chewbacca and I'm like oh I wonder what that's about we stood in a very short line which is unusual too in Disneyland we come around the corner and there is the very man himself Chewbacca and the first thing he does he's hugs us yeah Oh, so cool. Okay, can't speak. <laughs> Too excited. And then it was a photo opportunity. Mm. Um, at which point the uh, staff that were helping, who offered to take the photos, also really well organised and lovely, and in a sort of space that was a bit Star Warsy. So yeah, the photo looks like you're there. Cool and same, yep. Exactly. Um, she was having trouble with maybe your phone or my phone or something to take the photo, and <laughs> one of us cracked a joke at him saying you can't get good help, and then the guy responds in Wookie. <laughs> He did. We had a delightful conversation. Right? right? Us in English. He, yeah. yeah. It was, but we all got, we, you know, we all understood what we were saying with the hand gesturing and the pointing. Exactly. And the, exactly. And, you know, it happened and we sort of walk out and look at each other and like, I feel like maybe we should leave. Like that's, <laughs> that's the high point. I don't think it gets any better than that. I think part of it is because it was so, we didn't know what we were actually entering yeah. or going in line for. We just saw... Chewbacca's, you know, icon, yeah. logo, and said, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. we're we're a fan. Let's go check this out." Yeah, and exactly. had no idea what, that we were going to see a live walking, breathing, you know, exactly. Wookie, uh, esque um, actor and whatever. Just incredible. And for whatever, I mean, I don't know. They must have a machine that 
make sounds or, or whatever that in the language that he was speaking because he was clearly speaking in the strange Wookiee language. Like yeah. the whole thing, it's so well done. Yes, like well, we were com- we were immersed yeah. in minutes. We were yeah, <laughs> so realistic. And even like to the point where later on, um, and I forget the character's name, but the chief. Um, Stormtrooper lady in one of the most recent. Yes, uh, it's like scary woman plasma. No, it's not that. But there's wow, I should know that. Yeah, me but, too. yeah, the silver one. Yeah, they're all yeah. silver, tall, big lady. Yeah, yes, yeah. she came like marching towards us at one point. I, li- I literally language warning, shut myself. I, was, yeah. <laughs> I went and hid behind something. I, I honestly, and I know that is so illogical because. It's an actor and I'm in a theme park and I know this, but it was just, she was tall and menacing and just totally in character. Yeah. And that I think was one of the the magnificent things about this whole experience was that they really go over the top, like to, to make sure it's as realistic, you know, or as, as real representation of the, the, the movie experience or the the cinematic experience and the the whole story, the world. Exactly. That you do really feel like you're there. You um, do. And that, that the characters are real. And yeah, it was, <laughs> it was crazy. It was amazing. And so prior to the trip we did earlier in the year, you'd never been to a theme park? An, an American an theme American park. An American theme park. So the big ones. Correct. Yeah. Right. The, okay. The, the king of the, the theme parks. Yes. Yeah. Where it all began, mm-hmm. which is a bit bizarre, right? Because you've traveled a lot to the States. Yes, I have. Um, I've worked for American companies since the early 2000s. Oh, sorry, the late 90s. So. Uh, and I've been sent to the US for work trips and had you know, take, taken time and had side sort of weekends here and there and yeah. extended stays and, and whatnot and done and seen a lot of great things and been to a, a lot of exciting places in the US, but I had never been to a theme park. So, yeah. So it was a, a happy circumstance for us because uh, we were both heading over effectively for work. Mm-hmm. I being the uber Star Wars geek that I am, <laughs> uh, the minute I found out there was a whole Star Wars world at Disneyland, yep. like, yeah, okay, got to go there. And they'd announced that, I think, I think it opened like May this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had been on the radar and I was going for an event and thinking, well, maybe I'm going to have to go on my own. And yep. then you happened to be there at the same time yep. and wanted to go to a theme park because you were, so it was a yep. nice the combo. Exactly. Yep. Um, and so I guess... Diving into, um, I mean, I think both of us sort of took some interesting things out of Disneyland in general, but diving into Galaxy's Edge. So, folks, that's what they're calling the world that they've created of uh, Star Wars. And Disneyland, for the, if you don't know, is sort of divided up into these areas that are mm-hmm. themed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tomorrowland and... Toontown. Toontown, yes. Yeah. So they're all sort of themed. And so Galaxy's Edge is their Star Wars one. And what's interesting to me about that was it literally is... Unlike the others where you're clearly in a theme park mm. and there's rides that are themed, mm. this land, you're stepping into a new world, mm. which was different. Right down to the, the cut, like the gravel, the gravel, dirty gravel sort of ground yes. as opposed to standard shiny, concrete you can, or tidy, painted. Concrete yeah, whatever exactly. with things that are nice and shiny, like the whole, yep. and, the, and Disneyland <laughs> has done beautifully. And you're right, the minute you sort of cross that threshold, yep. You are in a trading yeah. town for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like it's right, actually, right down to staff. So there were stormtroopers that were getting us to hurry along. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even staff that were sort of, I guess, like maintenance staff are all wearing themed outfits. Uh huh. It was just. Yep. And yeah. even the Coke, I remember we were standing in line, and even the bottles of Coca Cola 
were done, they were sort of, you know, the Coca-Cola label was written in a slightly different looking language or yes. you know, font, right? Yes. So to look like it wasn't in English. And a grenade could, sort of shape, weren't they? They were this shape. funny round sort of grenade shape, like it, everything was, wasn't it? It so was, was so... The yeah. minutest detail. Mm -hmm. And even the... Um, even the shops, so they were, yeah, mm -hmm. it's Disneyland. So the first thing, if you've never been, the first thing you should expect is that every place has an opportunity <laughs> to buy something. <laughs> merch, <laughs> even merch, 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 yeah. Um, but even the shops, there was that little area where you sort of walked through, you know, these sort of dirty archways and in it was all the little sort of, you know, shantytown almost style shops. That's right. Fully themed, yep. Star Wars. Yeah. Um, which actually that took a bit of getting used to to me because in Disneyland, in some of the other areas, you're used to being, oh, I'm in this area and then I'll go to a store and there's shopping. And so you're in shopping sort of head. Whereas I'm walking through this space trying to absorb the space. Yep. And there was also shopping I meant to it think was about. Like, so it, was quite yeah, <laughs> it was like the market or something. Yes. So you were, you were walking through a market which was part of town. Yeah. But actually it was real stores where you could buy real things. Yeah, like, exactly. With real money. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Very real money. Yeah. It turns out. <laughs> it's fair to say um, we both did a little damage. Wouldn't it be crazy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Disneyland. Thank goodness we did only two days because I think <laughs> our respective partners might have um, might have exploded had yes. we been there longer. Yeah, I had to buy another bag. <laughs> yeah. <to> <laughs> so there's your first tip, <laughs> folks. If you are going, be ready, and you're a fan particularly, mm. be ready to want to spend serious dollars. Oh, you could buy. Remember we and then we um, finally went out to the the edge to go back to the main park, and yeah. we walked to the outdoor bit. And you could buy, you know, so the Luke Skywalker orange kind of um, aircraft thing at yes. the helmet, the full, like the full, the full stuff. Regalia. You could buy that whole thing. Like, like we're talking that thousands and thousands. Like you could really sizes. go nuts. You can build your own droid. Oh, cool. You know, um, you can build your own lightsaber. You can, like it's, they've mm. gone to town. BB-8 thing. Yes. Yeah. Like it is completely nuts. And I guess one of my tips would be, to remember why you're there mm. and you are there for the experience that you're not going to be able to get anywhere else, which is to yeah. be in Star Wars. Yeah. And in specifically to be in the Millennium Falcon. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd really recommend mm. you remember that because it's so easy to get caught up in all of the stuff and it's cool stuff. Yep. But I mean, it like literally flying in the Millennium Falcon is something mm. that, anybody that's a fan has yeah. secretly wished mm -hmm. um and so yeah i'd really spent a lot of time sort of focusing on that yeah now talk us through the ride itself so there was quite a well the wait was about an hour was it about an hour yeah i think so in not the too end. bad right yeah. so that's that's sort of normal for popular rides yeah. get, i believe it got much worse when it first opened yeah um and so and, and they sort to, of not to digress but remember yes. the five and a half hour wait for the hagrid's <laughs> From Universal, upon which we made the executive decision we didn't need yeah, to go on yeah. Hagrid's ride. <laughs> Five and a half hours for like a three-minute ride just doesn't sound yeah. like a fair trade to no. me. That was insane, wasn't insane. it? Insane. Yeah, it's and and there is a bit of time management involved with this stuff. Yes, you've really got to be ready. Me. Yeah, and so and prioritizing what you want to do. Exactly. Um, so we were lucky. I reckon it was about an hour. Mm. We had a lovely, um, a young, remember he was mm -hmm. about 10 or 11 with yep. his mum and yep. he was super excited and and they were big theme park fans. So we sort of talked to them the whole way anyway. Um, but it was this great journey, wasn't it? Yes. You're wandering past 
the millennium falcon you got to look at that you were going through tunnels and yeah they're very clever aren't they? it's it, i mean you mentioned it before the, the minute attention to detail is just astounding i mean the because i guess because they anticipate there's going to be long queues and long waits and you're going to often have kids or or younger people perhaps with shorter attention spans yes. and, and we'll kind of get impatient with that very quickly um so unlike my previous experience uh where it's just like following the snaking you know path with the <laughs> yeah, metal with, uh, barricade uh, exactly or the, or the braid or something this you actually are you wound through almost like a pre-ride if you will you yeah. know there is there is um, vantage points, there is theming, there are these little kind of uh, set up um, things that as you walk by, there's a recording of, you know, scenarios as if you're on the on the, the Falcon and yeah. something's happening and someone's discovered something, there's characters, you know, talking over the radio or over the, the PA. Yeah. And there's props and there's lighting and, and depending, I mean, not to digress from Galaxy Warbit Edge, but, um, you know, the Buzz Lightyear thing, there's a you know, there's things happening. And animatronics. Sort yeah, of, yeah like, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and it's oh entertaining God, you the whole time. We're being under, under attack, you know, quick, and the things are shaking, you got to jump in the thing. And off yeah. You go. Like, it, this, it is so immersive from yes. the minute you step over past the people who scan your badge, right? Correct. Like, Artfully um, distracting. You so, know, very yeah, cleverly. You don't done. even notice that you've spent an yeah. hour walking. And it moves constantly, but yes. um, you don't notice that you've spent an hour waiting no, to get you on don't. the ride. And particularly, I'd say that particularly applies here in the, this new Star Wars world because the whole thing is designed to just sit, like you just want to look at all the detail. Yes. Every, every dial, every handle, every, like yep. it's all done that way. Yep. So for, for a fan, you could probably you know, wish you could stay in the in the queue longer. Yes. And in fact, I would argue when we finally did come up and we were about, to, so they sort of collected us together. So yeah. on the ride, six of you go on it together. Mm -hmm. uh, two pilots, two <laughs> gunners, two engineers, I think. Yep. Um, and so you've they've collected you together with your four other people for us. And they, there was this waiting area and the waiting area was the select, the section in the Millennium Falcon where they play chess, you know, that, that round area and they've got yep. the round table. But of course it was so quick we started looking yeah, and then like, time to come on guys, mission's that. on, yeah. move on. So I'd argue giving yourself a bit of time and making sure you're absorbing stuff as mm. you go because you will miss some really cool stuff. Yeah, yes. I often said to you, I feel like it, it feels like they've literally lifted pieces from the set. Yeah. You know, once they finish making the film, well, what do we do with this now? You know, put it in a, you know, in a big hangar somewhere and yeah. collecting dust and all that, and let's turn it into a ride. Yeah. Add, add it to the to the To, to an the experience. Yeah. Um, and so we had we had the lovely, um, you know, mum and young son yep. in our group and then another couple behind us. Mm -hmm. And so we were the two gunners. Gunners, yeah. And the young lad whose name is escaping me yeah. now, I feel like it was a Max or something like that, um, he was our pilot. Uh, and what's different about this <laughs> ride, folks, this is not your average... This is a next level of ride. Mm. So the current level of rides are, you know, virtual reality sort of stuff. So you're moving around. You may not actually be on a roller coaster. You're sort mm. of wobbling around and they immerse you in this sort of 3D experience, which is super, super cool. With the animation and the Exactly. Sound. And all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And the projected images right. and everything. It's great fun. We've loved all of those rides. Yeah. What they've done with this is it's basically a role-playing game, an RPG game, yeah. where you sit in the Millennium Falcon while you play it. Like that's a, so they've, they've lifted it a level. Yeah. Everybody experienced something different. So depending yeah. on what your pilot does and where they fly, you experience a different ride, yeah. which is insane. Yeah. 
we were exhausted, weren't we? Because yep. we had to shoot down all the baddies. <laughs> we're like, like, how do I wake up? I don't want to wake up. <laughs> I was hammering that button, mate. Me too. <laughs> We're responsible for <laughs> making sure the Millennium Falcon gets through this journey. Like, we took it real, like you couldn't help it. You're absorbed and they're yelling orders and they're like, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. And so for that reason, I would say you need to allocate at least two visits to that ride. I reckon yep. if you were planning, like if I went back and planned it out, yeah. I do too, because the first time, I reckon both of us would struggle to remember a lot of the detail of the yeah, ride. Yeah, I, missed, once I we're was in so it. focused on what I had to do. I, I didn't take enough time to look up and look at the screen ahead right. and see what was actually happening you exactly. know, in the game around, the greater game around us. But um, Exactly. Or ride. But yeah, the um, the couple that you referenced, the mother and son, yeah. they this was their second time around yes. when we bumped into them. So they'd already been on once and they had been either engineers or gunners. Yeah. But he really wanted to be a pilot. Yeah. So they thought, right, let's go one more time and so see they, what happens. Because it is random. So they randomly they give yeah. you a card, and that card turns out like tells you your role. Yeah. So you don't know. I was actually secretly afterwards glad he was pilot because I, I'm not. Sh I think I would have crashed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, the ten year old is almost certainly best capable. Yeah. <laughs> getting it through the reflexes. Play and... more video games. Yeah. Like, dude, you've got this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely allocate some more time. Um, but. It would also be super cool if you went in a group. Mm. So if you are a big fan and you have mates that live, love this stuff, go as six of you. Yeah. Because they will let you go in as a group and then yep. you are all together yep. fighting, you know, in the resistance. Yeah. So, which was super cool. There was another ride that surprised us actually that was vaguely Star Wars, either hyperspace mountain one. Yes. So I think we came across that a bit accidentally, didn't we? It wasn't quite on our radar. We had seen it day one. Um, right. It was, in, it, it was right. in the um, Tomorrowland where we actually accidentally bumped into to Chewbacca. Chewbacca, yeah. Um, and we walked past it and noticed that there was a long wait for entry. So we thought, all right, we'll, hmm. we'll maybe plan to come on to this one tomorrow, come earlier. Yeah. So we, I think we did that or we, by the time we registered, we were on at the end of the day. So it ended up being almost one of the last things we did over yeah. the, the course of the two days. It was actually. Yeah, um, right. And we'd been to Galaxy's Edge already. Yep. And I remember thinking, oh, this can't top the Millennium Falcon. No. This will be a bit of a fizzle. Yeah. It'll be a bit, a bit of a letdown in comparison because yes. it's been there a while. Yes. Right? But actually, <laughs> I think my worst year we got off was, shit, I think I need a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this, quite, this it was quite unexpected. This was an... Old intense. school roller coaster. Old school roller coaster. Inside a sort of virtual 3D mm. sort of, so things flying at you. Pitch black yep. the whole time. So you don't know where you're going <laughs> at any point. Yeah. You are thrown around a fair bit and it's fast. It's full on. Really fast. From that, it goes from sort of not much to then all in, like all over the place. <laughs> and you don't know what's coming next. So which way are you going to turn? Spin and two guys, big burly sort of guys sat in front of us in the little party thing we're in and I felt like we needed to apologize afterwards because we were screaming the whole <laughs> ride like there was no let up and so just what it was to set the scene was you were in a what do they call it is it starfighter yeah no, yeah stuff so you were in so you you've gone onto the main ship the mothership yep and they're like, quick, we're, we're being on track off you go and you know your mission is to get out there and yeah <laughs> you know basically like dogfight yeah and so that's what it was next thing you're taken off you put through this tunnel and into this thing and off you, you do go. the hyperspace thing with yep. the lights and then you're in a dogfight dogfight and, and things, things are flying at, at you, you. <laughs> and, 
It was cool. It was. Super cool. And honestly, I don't think my heart, like it didn't slow down for some time. Mm, Like this is, yeah. yeah, So it's, whereas the Smuggler's Run, the um, Millennium Falcon thing was awesome and fun. Yeah. This hyperspace mountain was just relentless. This was an attack on the senses. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nuts. And so it's actually a pretty awesome one-two punch. Um, But they are in different spaces. So they haven't put all the Star Wars stuff together. The reason being they didn't have a Star Wars land originally. They were put it in Tomorrowland, which is this sort of vague area. I think they're going to have to change the name, to be honest, because it's it's sort of not relevant. No. You know, Tomorrowland in the 1950s. With right. robots and all of that, and that yeah. makes sense. And it had a little bit of a Jetsons hundred percent feel about it, hundred percent. But hadn't, yeah. Then kind of caught well, up or past that, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So funnily enough, um, Tomorrowland also has the Buzz Lightyear yes. idea mentioned, which is just geeky That's and fun, so cute. isn't it? Just childish it. and silly, yeah. and basically you need to shoot things down. So once again, you are interacting with mm. the ride, which is cool. You know, I think it's really fun to be doing stuff and getting a score and, yep. you know, all those sort of things. Yep. And they take a ridiculous photo of you and you've always got a silly look on your face. <laughs> like, it just meets all the highlights <laughs> that you might need from such a thing. Um, I would say, though, one thing that surprised me about Disneyland was how cool we found the old rides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one that I think, and I don't think you knew this either, but a lot of people don't realise is, so the Pirates of the Caribbean is a ride there and it's one of the early rides. And the ride predated the movies. Mm. So they actually made the movies because of how popular the ride was. Right, yeah, I did not know that. No, cool. it is cool. And and what's funny now is to go through this old ride, mm. I mean, it's as sedate and calm as you could <laughs> yeah. You're sort of in a little riverboat, right? And yeah. we're sort of plodding along and... Exactly, do, 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 and off you go. <laughs> but it's Pirates of the Caribbean, and it's meant to be swashbuckling, and I guess there is some, some of it. Yeah. But it actually, I mean, you could meditate yeah, while you're on the It is kind of tame. It's right. Quite, it's quaint. And I think what's cute about it now is that it's just one of the old ones, yeah. like old school, and it's quaint, and it goes, it's under, a bit underground and goes through the back of a restaurant, which was looked delightful, by the way. It did, yeah. Um, yeah, very, really like nice. Like this sort actually. of, um, uh, a bit like, um, the Venetian in the casino in Las Vegas, yes. which is an in, indoors pretending to be outdoors yes. in the by the canal and through a piazza sort of thing. And, of, yeah. and the sky changes colour. I mean, the ceiling changes colour to pretend that it's going from daylight to yeah, nighttime, exactly. and it's all very surreal. Exactly. But this this reminded me of that, right? Yeah. So it's this sort of trying to be outdoors thing, but it's indoors. Yeah. And but it was very cute. It was cute. <laughs> the one though, I think, would win our cute and unexpected <laughs> award is a experience. It's not a ride. It's an experience that I think most people these days would walk past unless mm. you're a massive fan of historical Disney. Yep. Um, and we almost did too. Um, and then I think we had a gap of time. We were waiting for something else yes, for our next ride. Correct. Or exactly. Our next booked ride. And we happened to walk past and we saw this thing. Oh, a show in, you know, whatever time. I was like, oh, that's in 10 oh, minutes. Let's a do show. that. Exactly. A yeah, show. Yeah, a show yet. And so. we can just chill for a bit. The <laughs> yeah. day's a bit exhausting. Exactly. And so the place was called The Enchanted Tiki Room. <laughs> and it's a sort of pseudo-Polynesian mm. room. It's seats around the outside. Mm. Something, when you walk in, there's almost like a water feature Fountain, in the middle. Yeah. Mm. Um, and what occurs when they start the show <laughs> is the birds and other animals start Some life. Yes. Animatronic. Mm. Uh, it was the first of its kind yep. uh, and started all of this animatronic stuff going forward. 
and it is both the most enjoyable and disturbing thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so bizarre. The song they were singing was sort of earwormy, strange and funny. So it was right? just hilarious. hilarious. And we were. what was funny too is it was like we were the only ones that knew the emperor had no clothes. So a lot, there was like young families who clearly knew what this was, arms around each other, singing, swaying, swaying from yeah, side to side. <laughs> yeah, if they could have leaped a little lighter, they would have. Yeah, like, yeah. This was a happy family moment. Whereas to us, it was like, I feel like perhaps you'd be better stoned to, yeah, right. to experience this. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. Well, it did feel like everyone in the room knew what they were getting into. And we were just the, no the, yeah. the, no <laughs> the aliens, yeah. definitely. And we just found it hysterical. It um, was, like it was, it was not ridiculous. It was actually no. really entertaining. And, and really, really well done. And really well done. Yeah. Um, but just bizarre, but just offbeat yeah, and bizarre. Well expected, yeah. So funny. So I would add that to your list too. And I'll, oh, it's a must too. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. Now, we there's so much we could cover. But mm. in the interest of time, I will add some other tips that we've come up with uh-huh. that we had talked about later. Yep. But I wanted to basically capture from you so that we all get to know Lizelle a bit better mm-hmm. what you want it to be when you grow up. Um, Not now what you want to be when you grow yeah. up because hopefully you grow up. <laughs> When you were little, when, I was when a you little were little child. and you'd imagine, what, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, um, well, speaking, so interestingly enough, um, just to digress for one second, I, one, one of my earliest memories of being little was playing with my Star Wars figurines ah. um, in the mud, in my, in my preschool playground, it had been raining and it was, the sun had come out and we were allowed to go out and play and there were these little kind of mud puddles um and my friends and I, I had three best friends christian paul and hadley mm-hmm. uh, i was a tomboy from a very early <laughs> age um and we all had our different little star wars figurines we were all in love with the film um came out the year i was born yep. and so i'm not even sure if i'd seen it but we were obsessed with the everything star wars yeah and yeah we used to play you know with our little star wars <laughs> figurines. so that's how long i've been a fan um but yes certainly um there was a theme i think if i think back to all of the things that over kind of from age five to age 15 that I kind of wanted to do. There's anything from um, being a police woman, uh, being a school teacher, being um, a forensic psychologist. Nice. Um, And I guess the recurring theme here is wanting to help people. Yeah. You know, people, you know, I've done a lot of volunteer, well, not a lot, but I've done over the years varying things to volunteer and, and just help people you know with less than I have and yeah. and so I suppose I've, I've always been a very that. empathetic person and and wanting to sort of help other people particularly yeah, those cool. who are not having the best experience in life at the time like Luke, Luke saving the galaxy I, right? guess so. yeah. I guess so there's the connection <laughs> <laughs> and what about in the future what would you if there's an adventure in your future that's a bit far off a bit hard to reach is there something that you'd love to do if you a million dollars or if life changed and you could is there something that you that secretly you'd love to experience um oh or gosh. do or learn it could be anything yeah look um i and i feel like this is that moment where someone says oh, i'd run off and join the circus or i've I, had one close actually I'd we had a be uh being a broadway musical oh yeah cool. i thought she meant gener- generally in a musical but no valerie broadway yeah go right. big or go home yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, while we're talking dreams. Exactly. You've got to own it. It doesn't have to be realistic. <laughs> um, well, okay, fine. So I thought you actually meant something I could achieve. Not but, necessarily. Um, 
so look, I was a ballet dancer as a, as a child, um, ballet, tap, jazz, Irish dancing in there too, friendly, mm-hmm. um, and I loved all that. And um, I had to stop, unfortunately, because of a back injury. But um, I, ha- I took my best friend and her daughter to the Nutcracker um, by the Australian Ballet the other night at the Opera House, and it was magnificent. And it, I enjoyed it, but it also made me sad yeah. um, because all I ever really wanted to do, actually, once I started learning ballet. Um, and realizing I wasn't too bad at it was to be in the Australian ballet. Wow. To be a ballerina. So, um, yeah, that was a, a bittersweet mm. experience because it just sort of made me realize how much I missed it. Mm. Um, so, look, if I, could have, if I could do anything and if reality wasn't an issue, I'd be a ballerina. Nice. Mm. I love that. It's <laughs> much the same as when we're small. I love the continued one. Yeah, That's really. That's fantastic. Yeah, just, and to this day, you know, I love to dance. Yeah. Be that on a you know dance floor of a nightclub or whatever, pub or whatever or it is. But top of the bar, whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't judge. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, dance is just always movement has always been a part of my life yeah, yeah it's, cool. it's I, I i feel like i can't breathe if i can't dance yeah yeah mm. me too well that was a cracker thank you very much for sharing um, we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours because we were there in disneyland for mm. hours and hours and hours i might add um what i will do is make sure that we give a whole lot of our tips for those of you that are serious about doing this because we yes. did collect a few things as we, we went did. including a great and real coffee place so i'll make mm. sure to share that too Absolutely. um but in the interest of time thank you so much thank you very for joining much me for and um i reckon there's probably another theme park in our future i think so too maybe in another country May the force be with you. Yeah, you too, darling. Wow. There is honestly so much we could share about our Disneyland visit. In fact, so much so that we're actually going to be putting together a blog post for you with more detail that we'll release in the new year. So that those of you seriously looking into this trip We'll have all our best tips, hints, do's and don'ts. Um, But something that did stand out for me about the two days in Disneyland is that some of our most magical moments uh, were when we checked out the less obvious thing, the less well-known thing, and were in fact things that we came across quite by accident. Um, And I think this is where our action hero curiosity can really come into play. And so I would encourage you, you know, with any of these types of adventures to make sure you've left enough time for the things you could never expect. Uh, We can over-engineer some of these things. So make sure uh, that you give a bit of leeway time um, so that you can wander down that little laneway and discover that magical thing. Now, if our adventure inspired you particularly, then do head over to the show notes uh, where we will drop in some links to all things Disneyland and Galaxy's Edge. And once we release the blog, we'll make sure to include a link in those show notes uh, to that further detail, along with all of Lizelle's appropriate socials, uh, so you can follow on with her varied adventures into the future. And if you enjoyed the interview and want to know about new ones as they go live, then please be sure to subscribe to the show on your favourite platform. Now, up next in our action tip segment, the wonderful Haley Pierce and I will share some tips on researching your next adventure. With my experience from Disneyland fresh in our minds. So, Hayley, lovely yeah. to have you on again. Hey. Um, 
I was just chatting to Lizelle and she and I were sharing our wonderful adventure to Disneyland where we got to go to Galaxy's Edge. I'm so jealous. Oh, it was so much fun. And <laughs> I, like you could, I could talk on it for hours and hours and hours. But <laughs> one of the things that stood out to me was we had such a short period of time to do a whole lot of stuff we wanted to do. And had we not done research beforehand I think we would have come asunder and in fact we'd probably both argue we could have done more research before we went right so I thought it'd be worth just chatting about the fact that we probably view when we do any of these adventures whether it's travel or not that it's like we're the first ones to ever do it yeah <laughs> and we just sort of assume well we'll just you know when we get we'll, there we'll, we'll work it out. it out yeah and and you know, well you know no big deal and is is there worth in in doing any research whereas the internet dead set yeah yeah has a lot of it's your shortcut it is your um your emergency backup plan it's your how do i get there how do i get out of here correct that's the thing that makes the experience or can make the experience um so much more enjoyable absolutely less of a headache so and and actually giving you things to make sure you don't do sometimes your research is more about narrowing something down than anything else um yep. so you know avoid this or so for me <laughs> in disneyland someone was to say to me what things shouldn't i do like if i want to take something off like don't do it's a small world ride it's creepy as hell right? <laughs> so, so that's my you know and it's so it's taking something off your list and so often the first level of research to me and of course google is wonderful at this and all of yep. the blogs on a topic um, so, you, and you can literally, you could literally search if you try, if you guys all try that now, you know, a blog on Disneyland, I guarantee you there's about 4,000 of them. Yeah. Then that can actually sort of get you started, right? Okay. So they're saying I need this much time or this is how much it costs. So it's that very high level sort of generic research and it's a great start and it helps reduce surprises. Yeah. You know, Especially and that happens when we travel. So many different experiences can help you fine tune what you want your experience to look like. Yes, because we've all got a different take on that, right? And it also then helps you once, you once you're on your adventure and it comes down to making a decision, say you're a bit behind on time or you've got to change the plans. It helps you then weigh up what that snap decision looks like because yes. you've done your research and you go, you know what, I'm actually happy to trade that thing there for this experience over here because I've done my research exactly. and it makes, it makes it easier. Exactly. So there's sort of that, I, I guess the first level of research to me is generic, you know, so yep. that's Google blogs, podcasts, right? Yep. So these people don't know you. Um, it's just that general information. But like you say, it's really sort of getting to the point so that either you can set a bit of an itinerary, so that can be a great start. Or like you say, you can have that info in your back pocket to go, oh, okay, we've either discovered some extra time or we've run out of time. How are we going to adjust? So that's really helpful. The other thing I think though, that people, there's two other areas I think people don't tap into enough. First, big places like this have apps. Like they literally have a thing on your phone that you can play with before you get there, tag things, and then use that on the day. Yeah. And I'm stunned how many people are unaware of that when they go to places. I think even using like Instagram, Instagram is Google images. It's the, the photo snapshot of what that bit looks like. So if you're someone that needs um, accessibility to a place, um, you can look that stuff up on Google. And I think you've spoken previously. um, We've talked about using Google more, Google maps more when it comes to finding places 
leave reviews so that other people can then build Learn their from adventure. your experience exactly yeah, I, know, I know for myself um you know being with helping finance action heroes looking at different apps that can help people i've looked at thousands of budgeting and cash flow apps and <laughs> one mistake i made quite early on was looking at 20 of them and right. finding that on the 21st one was a really good one but then once I got into using it, it wasn't so good. So I'd start looking again, but I'd start looking at the ones I'd already looked at and fall in love with those ones again, but not yeah. realizing there were reasons that I didn't like them in the first place. Yes. I didn't keep track of why I didn't go with those options. Right. And it, it made the process take longer. Correct. And I didn't use that information to go back to the, the app provider and say, hey, this is a tweak that you could maybe do to help other people. Correct. So giving feedback is uh, rating somewhere you've been, but also giving feedback is fundamental because you'll take advantage of that in the future. I completely agree. And the other point you're making there, which is a really good one is as you are researching this stuff, having a place to put it. Yes. So um, if you're anything like me, you end up with 47 tabs open on Internet Explorer <laughs> or something that you Crazy. can't get rid of, right? Because you're like, yeah, but that was that thing. So I'd encourage a great one we've used a lot um, and we encourage you even to have your dream list on is Trello. T-R-E-L-L-O and you could have a board just for one of these big adventures and you could just start dragging stuff in there as you collect it. You know, don't even worry about it too much. Just put it all on there. And then as you do more digging, you could start building a little itinerary of the way you wanted, say, the day to go or the rides you wanted to go on if it's a theme park or it's a great place to do that stuff and it's really visual. Um, So I would encourage um, you. We've got one. We're going on a trip in, in January and I've started a Trello board for it. (laughs) And I'm just dragging things. I come across a blog or like you say, an Instagram photo that somebody's been to a place I loved, you know, I take a screenshot and I put it in there. And it's really interesting. You talk about Instagram because visual meeting mediums are so valuable for this stuff. Yeah. It's not Disneyland saying, isn't this awesome? It's somebody who's been there taking the photo telling you it's awesome. Uh, And it has more weight. It does. It also has the ability though to maybe hinder what your expectations are um, potentially because obviously it's got a filter there's all these yeah. sorts of things and you're like oh the sky isn't as blue today i wonder yeah. why <laughs> yeah. um so it's important to take it for what it is yeah and understand that um you know some of these photos um people might have waited eight hours in line to get that one shot that looks perfect yes um but definitely social media i mean putting a post on your facebook page to say hey has anyone been here i'd love to chat um such a good way but it's important to know like whenever you ask for constructive criticism or feedback or someone's honest thoughts and opinions take it with a grain of salt um because I completely your experience and and not theirs and it can be hard um because you still want whilst it's good to plan you want to be able to be a bit spontaneous and and go with the flow um and not let other people's thoughts and opinions weigh on your experience correct it's just important to take it on board if you think it will help Correct. And I I have to admit that was sort of my final layer of research I think is really valuable is your circle of friends and family. Um, But particularly like you say, first of all, they know you. So I think that helps um, because they sort of have seen you experience maybe something similar, but you're right. Asking the question with context 
Yes. So you know that I love Star Wars. I'm looking at going to Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. Does anybody have any, like, like yeah. be specific? Because otherwise you get the answer, well, Star Wars, stupid. Why would you want to do that? It's like, whereas oh, if you give thanks. it context, yeah, exactly. It's so helpful. Um, but you're right. If you give it context, then that helps. And also I find it really interesting with questions we ask on something like, say, Facebook. I'm surprised how many people get an answer and then don't interact about that answer. Like to me, the minute you get an answer, ask that Dig person deeper. another question. Yeah. yeah. Give because the, the, the um, depth is where the juice really is. The annoying toddler syndrome. Yes. Where it's just, but why? why? Why should I do that? <laughs> why? You know, you're exactly right. Keep digging deeper. Keep asking questions. Correct. And so I think um, definitely using Facebook as a, or social media generally as a call out yep. um, can get you some really quick answers because you're just not going to see all of, I mean, I don't know how many people each of us have on Facebook. You're not going to interact with all those people before you go on whatever adventure you're going to go on. Yeah. It's a great way to do that. Um, and that's actually happened to me recently, uh, some friends going to Disneyland at the end of the year. And so they're like, you know, they did the call out and I instantly came back with a whole lot of things, yep. you know, as suggestions, they're taking it a little girl and so I'm like yep here's some great tips you know and so I think um but giving it context and asking it that way the other place I'd say that I know we are a part of on Facebook but I think lots of people don't take advantage of our Facebook groups yeah so when you post on your feed of course your friends see stuff but in groups there's a whole lot of people that aren't your friends on Facebook who see things and yeah. groups are interesting because often they're people that are similar to you in some way. Um, maybe you love romance Anything books or maybe, thing, yeah. yeah, you know, might be like you love skiing, whatever the thing is. And so actually they can often be really helpful as yeah. a connector to get some feedback. So not just posting into your feed, but actually asking the question in groups, even random groups, it could be a business group and just you know, say, look, I don't want to interrupt the feed too much, but I just have this question. Has anybody been to, you know, yeah. direct message me um, if you've got any suggestions. And even after you've say it's going on a holiday or, um, you know, a particular experience, if you've, if you've gotten advice from someone, um, tap back into that resource and either yeah. thank them or, comment as to whether their advice helped you or not. Definitely. Um, and and tagging them. Yeah. You do. If you post something while you're there, tag them. Thank you so-and-so for, you know, giving us this tip about it. People love to get that sort of feedback. It makes them feel good. And we are grateful yeah. um, for people's help. Definitely. Um, and we probably don't do that enough. You, we probably don't give kudos back um, yeah. enough to people. I completely agree. It's, well, I, I guess people are happy to talk about, and maybe online it's different, but if you're catching up with a group of people for coffee or Christmas parties, whatever it might be, people are happy to talk about, oh, we had an amazing time. We did this, this, this. People don't always talk about, oh, it was, we had to wait forever to get on the bus and no. then the bus was slow. And right. It, not always do people talk about that stuff when they're catching up about a holiday. Um, yeah. So it's, it's important to dig deeper and ask questions. It is. One of the, one of the questions that I'd encourage any, any of you to use when you're sort of asking is, what's the thing people wouldn't know about? Yeah. You know, so what wouldn't they know about, say, visiting Disneyland or what wouldn't they know about, say, even, even visiting the States, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, the sort of way, I mean, for, the, for that in particular, so being in um, Anaheim, 
and going to Disneyland, the thing they won't know is it's hard to get good coffee as an Australian, right? right? So we discovered a place not far from Disneyland where you could get coffee and normal bread, not sweet bread with just avocado on toast or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so it's like asking those questions and you're right, it can massively enhance the whole experience. Yeah. Um, if you just sort of keep on asking more questions. The other thing I'd say too is that tools like TripAdvisor, like people will go there for a location, Melbourne, Spain, you know, Iceland, but they're actually really good for experiences. So lots of people will put in, you know, things like, Hey, I did the uh, ghost tour in the rocks or I went to this gallery or, you know, these little places they're in TripAdvisor too. And I find people are much blunter Yeah, and their photos are generally unfiltered. Yes. So it can be a really good place to get a really good sense. And that's a, even to push it further, call, call the place that you want to go to, um, call the provider. So if you want to learn swing dancing and you, you found a place, give them a buzz and say, Hey, I'm really thinking of giving this a go. I've never done it before. What, what's something that might surprise me? What's something I wouldn't be prepared for? And they'll say something like, you're going to get blisters. Yeah. <laughs> Don't plan a hike the next day. Go to the pub first. You'll meet no. <laughs> yeah. They'll, Whatever they'll it is. You the, or even calling them up and say, hey, is there someone else that has had a first time there that I can chat to? Exactly. You know, just don't be afraid to reach out to the place that you're going to for feedback. Whether Definitely. it's a business, it's, um, you know, an independent person, reach out. It's such a good point. We actually, um, I'd love to say it was within 10, it was quite accidental, did that with Disneyland before we arrived because we knew we didn't have long. So we were ringing to say, look, what time should we get there to sort of, you know, run through the gates as they open? Um, and she, this lady was so helpful. And of course, they always are going to be right um, at yep. these places and gave us all sorts of tips, places to go to first, places to go to second. It was so valuable. And how funny that the last thing we think of, we've just been chatting for a long time. The last thing we think of is picking up the phone. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't have to talk to a human. What? <laughs> but it will get you the really nuanced and insightful information. Yeah. It will. And so, you know, making that just par for the course, um, I think on the list would make such a difference. Um, but yeah, just use, there's so many people out there that have done all of these things. And I would challenge you, uh, listener out there to, you know, send us a message. If you reckon you've got some, got something that you couldn't research that you couldn't, there wouldn't be a blog. There wouldn't be a podcast. It wouldn't be on TripAdvisor. Please ask because I reckon we'll find you something. <laughs> uh, cause it's just, the, there's so many of us out there experiencing and doing i just know there's more information there and just sometimes it's because you need to know somebody yeah who knows being in different circles exactly so look i i'm hoping that that's helpful um we have been summarizing these tips and putting them on the instagram page uh in a little carousel so feel free to head over to at in search of adventure show on the instagram um because you'll see that we summarize them well for you and you can sort of check them out and we sometimes put some extra little tips there um but hopefully that'll encourage you to both a do more research and b head to disneyland yay (laughs) (laughs) thanks Haley. thanks i'm hoping our chat so far have got you all revved up to head out and start living life like an action hero 
If that's the case, I'd really encourage you to head over to the Adventure Club Room, which is our private Facebook group and is basically a support group for action heroes in training just like you. The link to the group is in the show notes or you can simply search for Adventure Club Room in Facebook. Next up is our Popcorn Adventures segment where we take a pivot, you know, from our everyday action heroes like Lizelle and look to fictional action heroes in movies to see if maybe they inspire any dreams we might have forgotten to add to our list. And, you know, we'll debate whether they in fact measure up as action heroes at all. Our movie today is a brand new release and the final installment of a nine part series that has basically spanned my entire life to date. The movie I'm referring to is Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. the trailer for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, which was released yesterday, actually, <laughs> so uh, is not the few years old movie like we normally have on the show. Um, the movie was directed by J.J. Abrams, which we will talk about later, but I'd love to, before we kick off, welcome my Jedi sister, Naomi Christopher. Uh, hello. Thank you for having me on. No worries. Now, Naomi and a few of us actually went and saw the show at 12.01 the day it released, uh, which was technically yesterday. It feels like longer than that ago. It actually. does, doesn't it? Well, the Christmas, the Christmas season does feel like that by the end, I think. <laughs> yeah, and the lack of sleep probably makes it all feel yeah. a bit longer too. Yes. <laughs> So uh, poor Naomi had to head right, almost right into work straight after watching the movie. So uh, <laughs> she did, the hardcore Star Wars fans here, folks. Um, so let me read the IMDb summary for those of you that have no idea what we're talking about here. This is the last um, movie in this sort of series of nine. And IMDb describes it, it's really a hopeless description. The surviving resistance faces the first order once more in the final chapter of the Skywalker saga which tells you nothing really mm. yeah <laughs> so if you didn't know anything about it that would be yeah, that doesn't help you a whole lot <laughs> not at all <laughs> uh, the movie runs for two hours and 21 minutes so it's not 
Well, I guess that is a little long. It didn't feel long. Did it feel long to you? No, it didn't feel that long. Um, it, I, when, I remember seeing that it ran for that long and thinking, oof. Um, but, you know, knowing that it was going to be the last one and, yeah. um, and having all of that excitement, I felt like, oh, yeah, they need that amount of time to resolve everything. So yeah. it, felt, it felt fair to me. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Now, what we're going to try and do is be spoiler-free here, recognising this is very new. It's only just been released. When this episode lands, it will be Boxing Day. It'll only be a week old. We uh-huh. will try. However, if you are a massive Star Wars fan, I would recommend hitting pause on this episode, watching the movie and come back because it is easy to give accidental spoilers if you're a super fan, like something that that could be a little hint um, Mm -hmm. may tell you a lot. So I would suggest if you're a huge fan, come back and listen to this later. But aside from that, we'll try. So we won't give away anything too much. Um, And if you're a huge fan, you should have watched it already. Exactly. (laughs) Hardcore. It's already been watched. It's 24 hours in, folks. I completely agree. (laughs) And um, this review is actually inspired by the fact that uh, the adventure that we've just heard about at in the episode was Lizelle and I visiting um, Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. And so this is a wonderful little connector to be able to review this movie, you know, as part of the episode. So this is exciting. So now I want to start with your first impression, like movies done. Naomi, how did you feel? What did you think? Um, I I felt, I think I remember saying to you, turning around and saying, well, I feel a little bit emotional. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, did they just I, break up with me yeah that's it. i feel and i, I feel like I'm, I'm gonna need the rest of the night to process this yeah. um which you know wasn't it was only another three hours till morning anyway so that was okay <laughs> um yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah i i felt uh emotional but i felt happy i i did yeah, feel cool. happy i didn't i didn't walk away feeling like um they aggravated or yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I have to admit my first impression was exhaustion. Yeah. That I was just like, oh dude. Like, yeah. You know, I need well, a smoke. Not that I smoke, it. but I feel like I need a smoke. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, interestingly, um, we always share the Rotten Tomatoes scores uh for movies. And of course, for most of the movies we review, they can be 10, 20, even 30 years old. And so the Rotten Tomatoes are sort of settle by that point, you know, like it's got some time. So I'm going to just give that context because uh, the Rotten Tomatoes for The Rise of Skywalker are not great. It is sitting at 57%. Yeah, wow. Now, for those of you who don't follow Rotten Tomatoes, and look, I'm not a big fan of measuring whether I see a movie or not by these things, but I find it just interesting in the relativity. So the first one of this sort of little series of three, Force Awakens is at 93%, and The Last Jedi is at 91%. Oh, wow. So that's interesting. And even more interesting, wait for this one. The only one worse in the entire series is no. Phantom Menace. I knew this coming. Oh my god! <laughs> Which I have to say, I'm surprised that that yeah. it's that that's where it's sitting. It, yeah, I don't think it's worthy of that. I don't think that's no, a worthy. No. I don't agree with that. I don't agree. No. But yeah, no, no, I definitely don't agree with that. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? So I think um, you know off. Off air, we were sort of joking about, you know, rabid Star Wars fans. And I think um, this is a reflection of that. So it's a reflection of you you didn't perhaps give us exactly what we wanted or, you know, that sort of thing. Or a little bit of the reverse where I think wonder whether he 
gave us too much of what we might have wanted and therefore the cinematic element probably got sort of let down a little so we'll go through that and just sort of work through you know why this might not be the you know, might be the case but i think mm. you know hit some highlights there's some stuff you'd normally expect in a great star wars movie right so lightsaber battles yeah good old-fashioned battle exactly right and and particularly you know dog fighting there was that sort of stuff um yeah. that they always have there was even better you know one-on-one -on -one lightsaber duel thing i actually think it was possibly one of the best um yep. You yeah, know, I would have to agree. Right, it, so that was, it was really the clever. Most chilling, wasn't it? I yes. Had goosebumps during that one. Yes, so that was really well done. So it had that. It had you know cute aliens and cute droids. You know, yep, that sort of. That's true. It had a bit. Right. It had its usual Star Wars um, one-liner humor. Yes, um, correct. Interspersed the drama. Which correct. I actually, yeah. As as a writer, um, I thought the script was um, was really good. Yeah, so I noticed the script. In yeah, so and I did too. I thought that was really well done. I think what um, the one thing I'd say that I think let it down, and I actually think this is where people are coming from, is I don't think it let moments settle. And that's yeah. a director thing. That's not a script thing. No, that's no. that moment where you just let it sit. And in yeah. The Last Jedi, they did, he did that beautiful, Rian Johnson, I think his name is, the director, he did that where there's just this intense moment and he just would hold it you know, and you sort of really marinate in it. And I feel like actually this was the reverse, like something intense had happened and then bang, next thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I didn't notice it at the time, but I think I have to agree with you. Um, I did remember feeling on edge. Mm. Um, uh, mm. Like uh, sitting, even though we were in, um, you know, those beautiful recliner chairs, I was sitting with grabbing both my elbows. The yes. Entire time. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. Maybe they were trying to squeeze a lot of drama um, into two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing when you think about, um, and when I thought about that some more, I'm like, okay, what could be an accidental reason that happens? Because sometimes these things happen not out of intent, right? Um, mm -hmm. Now, JJ Abrams is a bit like this. He is a bit frenetic with stuff. You know, he's done the the new Star Trek ones and it is a bit bang, 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 right? So he's yep. sort of known for that. But he does understand those emotional moments. I've seen him do it before. And what I cottoned on to, so everybody knows that Carrie Fisher wasn't, you know, passed away before all of this could happen. And so Princess Leia's moments are generally um, cobbled together previous footage and stuff like that. So they've tried mm -hmm. to, and I imagine, I'm guessing some CG. Do you agree? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So when you think about the other movies, all of, nearly all of the really deep moments are Leia moments. Oh, 100%. She's the heart. Right, she has, right. She right. has that So if we if so, we're missing her big thumping heart, right, movie. I actually, yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. You know, so I wonder. So she is there. So guys, don't freak out. Like Leia's in the movie, but <laughs> but I wonder if the actress can't because it's really the actress that brings the heart. It's not just the yeah. character. And so yeah, and Carrie Fisher was that right. I mean, I've seen interviews with the rest of the characters talking about like their favorite Carrie Fisher moment yeah. and really see, I think, you know, even Daisy says um, that really long hug that they have in, um, in the first exactly. um, movie together, she whispered in her, hair, in her ear during the cut, this is a really long effing hug. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, of she and, did. And she just brought that humour and um, and love um, into the set. And yes. I really do miss that kind of presence. Yeah, and I think so. And I think if you if you had a little, and clearly they can't do that, and and I'm completely empathetic to that. But but if you had that, I think yeah. it would give it more light and shade too. So I think it just got yeah. all a bit. It actually felt a little bit funny. So when we were in Galaxy's Edge, we went on a ride in Tomorrowland that was sort of loosely based on Star Wars, but it was just this crazy roller coaster ride. You know, one of those ones that just goes, 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 goes. So there's no build up; it's just relentless. You know, and you sort of get off and you're like, "Ooh, okay." Did I enjoy that? <laughs> right. I'm not sure, and I have to admit, I think this movie feels a bit like that. Like yeah. crazy, exciting, awesome, but just da, 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 and done, and oh my goodness! Yeah. And that's why I felt like I needed the rest of the night to actually process what happened. Yes, yeah. and even remember what happens, which is an interesting mm. test for a movie too for me. So mm. when I think back to the Last Jedi, and look, people are a bit extreme with that movie. You know, they either love or hate it. But yeah. there's iconic moments I could describe in detail, mm. even now. You know, like they really like I can see them. Yeah. Whereas as I, before we sort of got online, as I was sort of thinking about this, I really had to think hard about the steps in the movie. Yes. No, I actually one. was the same. And there's only really a few moments that, um, that, that, gr that uh, grabbed me and yes. I don't want to, um, I don't want to spoil it by saying what they are. They are yeah. Um, but usually they are, the, they were those few moments in the movie where it slowed down from. Yes. Yes, you know, and it, and to me, actually, the um, the big win for me or the big tick was uh, Ray and Kylo Ren. Me too. So the well, interaction okay, so we're, we're together on this. Right. <laughs> so I actually think that's the saving grace. And to me be too. frank, I think Adam Driver is the MVP of this movie. Mm -hmm. He without a it. doubt. Yeah. Yep. He nails it. Oh, don't get me wrong, Daisy's great. Yeah. But. The arc he goes through, he nails. And that's oh. hard to do. A, a really well-done baddie is hard. Oh, totally. And also, you know, just um, conflict within a character yes. is, is very hard to portray. And Star Wars usually has these moments where characters are either good or bad. Yes. Um, and, and, um, and, to, and to sort of have that inner turmoil yeah, to character illustrated so well. Yeah. Um, I think he does a brilliant job. Um, yeah. he, I was going to say the same thing. It's, it's all of his moments on screen that are the most memorable for me. In yeah. This. Yeah. And, and quite varied. All yeah. sorts of things. You're not going to know what's coming. So it's, yeah, that's it. you can't, you can't possibly predict how it goes. Um, yeah. but beautifully handled. Uh, oh. and he has, for somebody who has quite a still face, it's very expressive. That's it. Yes. Um, which, yeah. So I, I actually think, you know, and I guess maybe that's poetic given that he's, his character is Princess Leia's son. So yeah, yeah. if we can't have a bit more Carrie Fisher, then, you know, yeah. maybe Adam Driver's sort of stepping up to the plate. I don't know. Yeah, but You just saying that gave me goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, on. Yeah. Right, exactly. But I think, you know, and, and, and listeners, what I'd say to you is this is not just the emotional bits. It's when they're fighting. It's when they're, you know, even talking about each other. Like there's just, they mm. really nail it. Um, and I would actually argue Daisy's performance lifts. Every time she's interacting with Adam Driver, she just lifts it to another level. Mm. Um, whereas mm. I'm not sure we get that out of her in with the rest of the crew. It's fun, 
but there was something a bit and, and I think genuine it's, chemistry right and doesn't that can just power a movie that stuff yeah. it's interesting so I had you know there's some moments that can just take you out of a movie and it's not the movie's fault it's your own brain interpreting something yeah. So in days of our lives or any of those daytime dramas, <laughs> there's these moments when they all look off. You know, there'll be a yeah, scene and they look the, off, you yeah. know, up into the top right. Yeah. Ray does that yeah. lots in this movie. And it shouldn't matter because that's the whole force thing, right? She's sensing yeah. the force. But unfortunately, she does it in a way where all I could think was days of our lives. Yeah, like a bit, and it feels a little bit corny. It yeah. sort of did, and I'm not sure that's the actress's fault. Like, I can't, I need to see it again to work that out, but... Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I've, I have heard Star Wars referred to as a soap opera in space. So. Well, fair enough. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I agree. I think um, I, I wasn't completely held um, by those... I think she was supposed to be that illustration of the next Luke um right however um yeah it didn't feel like she was looking inward the same way Luke yeah. has in his portrayal of his training yeah um, you know you get that real sense I mean in the past with 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 those with the movies with Luke that you know th there is all the other characters there but he really does this self inflection yes I'm not sure if I really felt that with um with uh with ray yeah um, but perhaps that's because ray was battling different things you know i think ray was on this search to really know who she was based on who her parents were and right um and the rest of it. and so i think yeah i do think if you look at her arc over the three i'm not sure they've done her justice in that like i think yeah. it's sort of the same thing the whole time and it's like well yeah it sort of needs to evolve. And I think you're right with the first, the original three, not the first three, the original three, Luke's arc does change, you yeah. know, over the course of that. I, I feel a little like Ray's didn't. And I guess, you know, that's, you know, a combo of directing um, and sort of the broad storyline. They, they, if they applied some magic like they did with Kylo Ren in terms of his arc to hers, I think yeah. that would have given it a little yeah. more depth. So once again, I'm not convinced it's the actress. I think no, it's potentially I don't think it's Daisy's fault either. Actually. No, I do, I do kind of agree with you. I just don't think she had the um, narrative. She was given there. enough. Yeah, she just wasn't given enough to do. I think in that respect. Yeah. I mean, well, and to be fair, this could be a part of the whole frenetic pace. Like her physicality is incredible. She's yeah. doing some fight scenes and some leaping and acrobatic and jumping and like climbing and like. <laughs> Oh yeah, and I like one thing I did notice, which I absolutely loved, and what I love about Star Wars in general is, you know, they uh, their female heroines aren't made to be these caricatures of female heroines that are right. like ultra feminine, yeah, um, and they're not meant to be ultra masculine either. They're just humans. They're just human, yeah, yeah. Nice. And yeah. and she did that really well. Yes, she didn't. Um, she didn't have, uh, she wasn't stereotyped into a, a, a particular kind of hero. She just was her. Yeah. And I, I loved that about her character. Yeah. Um, and I love the way that Star Wars writes those kind of characters. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think, and, and that she, um, yeah, you know, it, it suited the, the way for the series to resolve itself very well. It did. And I think in that sense, I think it does wrap up a lot of things. Yeah. Um, there's some emotional moments. It wraps up nicely. Uh, yeah. and, and 
I think, you know, it sort of does close off some stories. There's a couple of close offs. I'm not sure I understand. There was, there was um, a thing at the end with one of the characters I love dearly that I'm not sure I understood right at the end, but I'm going to go back again. Cause I think I might've been just so exhausted at that point. I wasn't concentrated. Oh no, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I, I definitely need to, I was thinking yesterday, oh, I'm going to go back and watch it again. I yeah. am. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Peak time. full brain V8 power time. <laughs> right after a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so we can actually concentrate. I can't believe yep. <laughs> So funny. And I think in wrapping it up, though, I think there was an element of, you know, a, a character that was sort of, I mean, it has been around, but sort of introduced in this that I think I get why, but I wonder if it overcomplicated it. Like, I wonder if it actually added in so much. Um, complexity into what needed to happen and who was doing what that maybe that's a challenge mm. um it's sort of one of the baddies and i think i just think maybe it was all just getting a bit ridiculous at that point yeah. um yeah. so you know and and i think it's interesting when i look at the previous one the thing that did disappoint me a little and i'm going to try not to get into spoilers here what i loved about the last jedi was that there was sort of this theme that said anybody can use the force anybody can have jedi powers there was this yeah. message that um, and there was this the scene of the kid you know sort of brushing right at the end and he's sort of using the force powers and i'm like and so anybody can take part or contribute or or you know sort of and, inclusive yeah right and for us you know on the show it's like well anybody can live a big adventure so i really yeah. liked that and they sort of, because of what happened with the story arc, they sort of unwound that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right? They, like, they uh... very much turned it into um, what I what I kind of saw as almost biblical. Right. The, the idea of Correct. certain people having powers or certain people having to be the saviour. Correct. And, um, and being chosen. Yes, and, and this being being part of your, yeah, 100%. Part, like a glory almost worship. Yes of certain heroes and yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. and so I thought that was, yeah, if, if anything that I could have chosen differently, I think it'd probably be that. Cause I think the story, like the, sorry, the messaging that they could have carried through would have been wonderful. Mm. Um, but I get it cause it makes it, it wraps up all sorts of things and it, and you know, incorporates all sorts of previous stuff and I get yeah. it, but I feel like JJ Abrams does have a tendency to do some fan service. And I think this was fan service. Yeah, you know, yeah, and so I'm like, it didn't necessarily work. No, I think if you got somebody called a Star Wars, that's not what the, how they would have written it, you know. No, so, so that would be one thing I think for me. I mean, I really love JJ Abrams as a director. Um, but one thing I did notice: Have you watched any of the new Star Trek movies? No, I haven't. Okay, so what's interesting is when he did the first one of those, he got judged a lot because they said, "Well, it feels more like a Star Wars," because he loves Star oh, Wars, right. right? Which is interesting. Okay. And the, I think it's the third Star Trek he did. There was, and this is a few years ago, right? There was this thing where they were jumping through what was like light speed skipping that happened in this latest movie. Okay. So I, I saw what looked like a brand new Star Wars concept of light speed skipping. I'm like, that's yeah. from Star Trek in the darkness. Like, <laughs> like yeah, Jack Abrams, what are you doing? Right. into all his different stuff. Right. And I think... I think that it's that sort of stuff. Actually, I'd be really curious about how the fans react to that because anybody mm -hmm. that's across both, yeah, we'll I'm see sure. Yeah. yeah, we'll see the similarities. Now that doesn't matter. Copied homework from one subject to another. <laughs> yeah, and it it um, I actually wasn't convinced that 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 and that happens right at the beginning. Um, so we're not giving anything away here, folks. It's literally mm. right at the beginning, and it's sort of a random thing. It's not a key plot point, but it actually 
didn't feel Star Wars. Like Star Wars is often that zoom and then off we go. Like it's it's this cruisy sort of, yeah. you know, oh, movement. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas <laughs> this was a bit frenetic and jumpy. And, and so I mm. think that sort of started the tone. Yeah of the rest um yeah. so yeah so now i don't want anybody to think that i didn't love the movie i i really no. enjoyed it this is yeah, fun. so did i yeah this is Go. just me picking the tiniest things i can that might Correct. been what i expected but i try not to have expect expectations with this stuff anymore because um i think that's like when, when you talk about why the rotten tomatoes rating is so low yeah. Um, and you know why some fans might be panning it is is that they go in with these massive expectations of what it should be right and then they're disappointed when it doesn't match that um, so if you can kind of go in with a clear slate I know it's hard when you're a diehard fan yes um, but you can't you, you kind of just can come out and be like okay well, right. that was, that, that I enjoyed it. Did I enjoy myself? Yes. Correct. And I think that's the first measure. <laughs> Did I enjoy it? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Throughout the, so when the movie started, I'm doing the hand clap, like the excited, yeah. like, ooh. And my, so Nick was sitting next to me, Mr. D, and he's just rolling his eyes like, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was already excited. And there were frequent moments during the movie, I'm like, whoa, you know, and whoa, yeah. you know, and, or laughter. There was a little character they've introduced that I thought was hysterical. That was an alien. Um, very funny. So like it's pure enjoyment. Um, but I think when you then step back and sort of look, you know, as a piece of art effectively, like something, you know, it's a piece mm. of cinema. I think mm. that's where actually probably um, there'll be some, certainly some um, reviewer sort of commentary that'll yeah. be like, mm, yeah, no, maybe it's not. Now, does Star Wars need to be a great piece of art? Probably not. You know, no, it's no, yeah. not that type of movie. So, yeah. so, you know, it's not really fair to judge it that way, but yeah, it's definitely fun. Definitely. It's worth your two hours, 21 minutes. Um, yeah. You'll have a great Good time. <laughs> a couple of tips though. One tip I would give, if you are going with a partner who loves Star Wars and you have no idea what's going on, you need to watch the previous two new movies. You need to watch Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. This is the worst example of it's not its own movie. Like, 100%. I cannot agree more because right. as someone who um, has seen all of them um, at several times, I still wished that I had watched the other two beforehand. Just right before. Yes. Yeah, right before. Yes. Um, because it's probably been about a year. Yeah. 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 Inside, you know, re-engaged and, and, um, and I was going in cold. Yeah, again, not not completely cold, but I, I could have been hotter. <laughs> Correct, and yeah. I think he, otherwise it'd be rough. Like I think you'd oh, really struggle. You so yeah, you wouldn't get it. Nah. So definitely, if you're being the supportive partner, then definitely see the previous the previous two. The other yeah. thing I'd say is if you're taking kids, this has got some dark stuff. And, and what mm. I mean by early on, there were some scenes that are in the sort of you know, one of the bad places, right? And it felt almost horror-like, like almost that sort of wait, waiting for the awful scary monster to jump out sort of horror-like. So I don't know about you, but I, I, I really think that you're going to need to think about whether it's right for your kids. So think about the relative ages because it, it is not... It is not yeah, just the dog fights, you know. It's, no, it's not like the like a, the, a few in the previous um, series you know, it, it feels a little bit cartoonish, the bad parts. Right. Um, so it feels safe. Yeah. Uh, in, in this movie, I definitely agree with you. The darkness felt dark. Yes. 
Yeah, um, adult dark. So it, it, yeah, it's not about the, it's not about gore. No, definitely not about no, that. No, no, no. Um, it's just about um, like a, a thriller feeling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That you know that kids are kind of a little bit more sensitive to than we can be. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think I mean the only one that I can remember being similar to that was it. Was it Empire Strikes Back when Luke goes into the hole under the tree? Mm. You know, when there's so it's not a scene like that. I don't mean that, but it's that horrible. Oh, yeah. this feels wrong. You know, yeah. there's a bit of that. So just as a heads up with the kids, um, if you're unsure, then reach out or DM me on Instagram at In Search of Adventure <laughs> Show. Tell me how old your kids are. But I honestly be careful because I actually think this could be quite, uh, quite full on. Um, so a little like, I think something like the last Harry Potter movie can get, you know, some of these things get a bit dark and mm. for some kids, that's fine for some, for others, it's actually, they need to be a bit older. Yeah. Now, something we always do when we do these reviews is talk about any dreams that the movie inspired, anything we're adding to our list. Did you have anything that you think it would, it would, you know, prompt you to add to your list? It's funny. It, it it didn't so much prompt me to add anything that I didn't already have on my list, but it had moments, um, which I will try and explain without giving any away, where certain characters were faced with absolutely extreme exhaustion, both physically and mentally. Yep. Um, and there was this, mo like these moments where these characters, it would have been easy for them to just go... Yeah, um, give up, give up um, and instead um, had the, found the strength to just pick themselves up again. And I think that to me was quite inspiring because this year has been a huge year for many of us. Um, mm. uh, and I've struggled to pick up the things that I love doing um, because I've been busy at life. And I and the excuse I've given myself is I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, so to see these characters still not give up on their dreams, mm. um, find strength in that exhaustion to do the things you love, because that actually, in the end, is what powers you and gives you energy anyway. It does. Um, was was a real was a real inspiration to me. Mm. I felt that sense of, um, you know, and the other thing I, I felt was that sense of um, uh, camaraderie that you yes. don't, you know, um, dreams don't need to be done on their own. No, not right. at all. And you're right. It's, you can have your crew with you. You know, you can, you can do That's these it. things together. Definitely. Yeah, um, I completely agree. It's an interesting, yeah. it's an interesting feeling that um, actually, I'm not sure we get in many movies anymore or many of these sort of epic movies. Mm. I mean, the one that used to do that sort of battling through thing really well is Die Hard, right? Like he yeah. just like relentless, <laughs> like uh, I'm just keep on going and arms hanging off and blood's running in his face. And, but we actually don't get many of those sort of heroes. Anymore. No. Um, so it's a good point. I really like that point. It's just sort of, and, and that it can fuel you when you then get to do something you love doing. It can actually give you that energy. Exactly. Um, and that's probably where hobbies fall away, you know, where we stop yeah. doing something because we don't have time. It's like, actually, that's probably the moment we should do things. Exactly. Because mm, it can help fuel us. Yeah, I, that gives you passion and, and, right. you know, that desire um, to have fun again. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, now I'm going to, I've got a couple of things that added to my list and I'm going to share one because you may be the person I dragged to this with me. <laughs> So in the central coast of New South Wales, um, so it's a spot just north of Sydney in Australia, if, if you're from other parts of the world, there is a lightsaber academy. Wow. I yeah. 
So you can, and I've known about this for a while, um, but I'd, it hadn't, I just hadn't written it down. Uh, it's called the Sons of Obi-Wan Saber Academy. Wow. Yeah. So you oh, can, well, go you can definitely that. drag me along. Right. Don't do that. So that went on my list. I'm definitely want to add going back to Disneyland to do the Galaxy's Edge thing again. There's more rides and stuff. And I think that would be cool. Um, yeah, awesome. And one other thing that I wanted to add, which is a small thing, but there's a new show. You may have seen ads for uh, The Mandalorian. Yeah, um, I've been watching it. You have. I have. It's are you liking so it? Baby Yoda. Oh my goodness, <laughs> guys! If you are looking for some happiness this Christmas, some old-fashioned innocent cheer, definitely tune in. Disney Plus. Really? Oh yeah. And look, like you won't get um, perhaps that you know buzz of the ultimate Star Wars storyline right. the same way. Um, and I know a lot of people are saying like the only purpose of them watching it is Baby Yoda, but <laughs> it's Christmas. Who cares? Exactly. You've got and the time to chill out, um, you know, and, and it, it beats watching one of the old Christmas movies anyway. Right. <laughs> and look, it's getting 94% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. People are really loving it. And, I love and it. That's actually my fo- well, another tip that I meant to write down for people about the movie. Baby Yoda is not in Rise of Skywalker. No, that's it. Just to be clear, because <laughs> I think people were disappointed. Actually, no, that's it. Alison that came with us, she's like, where was Baby Yoda? I'm like, ah, that's in yeah. a different thing entirely. Yeah, that's it. So no, just be ready. It doesn't have Baby Yoda. No, but look, if, yeah, if you're looking for Baby Yoda, um, the Mandalorian, oh my goodness. And it is, it is, it's, it's ridiculously cute. Yes. It gives you the warm and fuzzies. It really does. It really does. Now I'm conscious that we've gone a bit longer than we do with these reviews, but I felt like we had to, it's a new movie and I'm, you know, so many people. And it's Star Wars. And it's Star Wars. So, you know, why wouldn't we want to talk about it? Um, So I want to wrap up, but before we do, you know, we always sort of review a key character as an action hero or particularly as a finance action hero. So let's take, you know, Ray is sort of our, lead character um and and i'm always tend to go for the female action heroes only because there aren't that many of them mm-hmm. um so the sort of thing we're looking for is you know any planning thinking before you leap contingency plans that sort of stuff i have to say ray not so strong with that stuff no <laughs> we only see her training kind of once or twice and she's never that successful is she right so and i think i mean the training thing is good so like yeah. she is okay, I've got this big thing, you know, defeat, baddie. Okay, I've got to do training. So that's a, I mean, that's a good thing. But planning generally, even planning for missions, I felt like that whole thing, you know, it's just, let's just get in, you know, Millennium Falcon. I thought that was very rushed. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I was like, what, what? It's happening already? Hold on a minute. Exactly. Wait, wait, wait. Nobody's going to think about it. Is nobody going to do any planning? Oh, I actually checked the time on my phone because I was like, this is too early for a battle in the movie. It can't happen too <laughs> So I do think, yeah, not so great there. I think one of the other traits we look for in a finance action hero is questioning the norms. So to make sure that you're living your best life, you just, you can't take what society expects. And I think she fully leans into that, you know, and really the whole Jedi sort of yeah. religion does. It's like, yeah. it looks a lot deeper. It's not interested in surface level. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really about yourself. So I think that's, that's pretty good um, yeah. for her. But one of the other things we look for is running the numbers. 
right before the <laughs> Really, the only thing they do is, yep, we're outgunned, outmanned. Let's right. Keep going there, <laughs> it's like, okay, Let's then. Let's launch it and rely on our gut instinct. <laughs> exactly. So I think, look, it's, it's, um, the only other thing actually that I'd say is one of the things we love to see is somebody that's valuing experiences than things, right? So mm-hmm. that's something we're looking for. And she's, I mean, she's a hundred percent that, you know, you never yeah. see her with anything, but really her lightsaber, yeah. um, her stick, yep. uh, you know, a fighting stick and the friends around her. Like she's, yeah. she's as paired back as you can possibly be. So to be fair, she's probably lent right into that. Um, mm. She's not collecting trinkets or anything. No, um, Yeah. And it's not about money for her. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. So therefore, you know, I'd say she's probably an okay finance action hero, but there's probably some somewhere more. in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe she's young, right? She'll get better. Um, we all start. She's on a journey. <laughs> exactly. So I, yeah, maybe, maybe a six or a seven, I guess. Out of ten. Yeah. so before we wrap up is there anything else you want to share or perspectives on the movies or tips or anything i think one thing um just before we wrap up um that's uh, worth talking about especially in this context um that kind of took a bit of a back seat but i thought was great um was um pose got this um moment where um you know he feels like he's not ready or not experienced or qualified enough um yes you know to do what he has to do and he gets this advice like you know no one's ever going to be ready no one's you just have to do it yes um and i that really stuck with me after the movie even though it's supposed to just be a little background storyline going on Mm -hmm. um and i think that's really good um not just in a financial context but in an adventure context um you know a lot of us withhold on our dreams because we don't think that we're qualified or not of we're ready enough or we're not fit enough to do what yeah. we need to do or we're not, you know, we don't have the the right, we're not the right stage in our career to do yes. this, you know? Um, and it's a really good lesson to just feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes. Because you know? you're right. Nobody's ever ready. Ask no, any parents no. with a new baby. Nobody's ever ready for that. Yeah, <laughs> you just exactly. got to do it. It's such and a good we're all point. in the same boat, you know, we're all imposters. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, um, just giving it a go. Absolutely. Um, it's a good reminder, I think, to all of us um, not to wait until we're ready to do something that we really love because life is short. Yes, you know? 100%. And what's the worst that could happen? You, you're no good at it or you need some help. And I guess that's the other thing is you've got all these people around you, you need to that's lean good. on them exactly you know and ask for help and they might you know may either have some advice or a quip or yeah. just be there um yeah and, and i'd encourage the listeners if you haven't seen the movie yet look forward to that moment because the person that gives him the piece of advice is awesome too so yeah. you'll really enjoy <laughs> it just for what it is um it's a beautiful moment it is it is oh that's a wonderful way to wrap up thank you my dear for joining us on the show it's thank you for having me not at all oh it had to be somebody that loved that loved star wars We would love to hear if you agreed or disagreed on our takes on the latest Star Wars movie or even our takes on Disneyland itself. So please make sure you subscribe, rate and leave us your comments and feedback um, on your podcast platform of choice. And I'd really love to hear about what's up next for you because, you know, there's an adventure story out there simply waiting for its action hero to step up. And I'm pretty sure that action hero is you. 